0: Welcome to the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah.
1: And I'm Brie. And we have special guest with us today, Bryony Green. Ma'am, can you tell us who you are? (laughs) I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil it. Tell us who you are and what you do. (laughs) Okay,
2: well, yes, I'm Bryony Green and I work in the series acquisition office in, in London of Harlequin. And uh, I am the executive editor. So that means that um, we, I look after the series the content across the, the team. Um, and I also have special sort of the senior ed responsibilities for historical. So that is my, I have a team that, that uh, specifically uh, work on the historical content,
1: or Harlequin. Okay. Okay, so you don't just dabble in historical.
2: So so the, the London office acquires modern medical romance and historical romance. And so we have teams that do each series, and then one of the series teams is historical, and that is my my area so I do I do have two sides to my job one is sort of historical <laughs> okay. and one is the the rest uh, looking sort of just overseeing the the other teams but I don't obviously that there are series teams that do that as well
1: okay so. hashtag boss lady yeah. okay <laughs> well <laughs> now I know where my baby romance lives it, it's in London <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's um, it's it's a it's fairly yeah fairly busy job. I have to say, <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a fun job. I, I enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so how did you like? Did you grow up reading romance? Like, what's your origin? Your romance origin story? Well,
2: mm-hmm. I, ha- um, I have always loved stories about relationships, but I didn't. I actually have to confess, I didn't read a, a Harlequin or Mills and Boone romance until I got the interview for the job uh, of editorial assistant back in okay. the, um, back in the nineties. Um, and that was, I just hadn't come across, it hadn't come into my um, orbit at all. And so I hadn't um, come across it. And when I, I got the um the interview and went and read some and actually I really really enjoyed what I read but also um, you know it was just the kind of introduction into that world but I had obviously already read lots of uh, you know the romance classics and Jilly Cooper and Daniel Steele and the sort of chiclet of the 90s and, and things like that so you know it wasn't an unfamiliar um genre from that point of view, I just hadn't hadn't really come across a, a series romance before. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. That was my experience. Like I looking back, I like I started reading romance in 2017. So I was already late. And I'm like, until I found Sarah and we became friends, I had never come like I'd never come across harlequin and now i'm like well they were everywhere (laughs) obviously
2: yeah i think that's i know i I look back and i go well why had why didn't i i don't really understand it almost but um Yeah. uh, yeah i had it um
1: okay so we have to ask okay because you work in romance now and you mentioned chiclet what do you think is the difference? We read a chicklet novel a couple of weeks ago, and we had this big conversation on, when we look for recommendations over here in North America, it's rom-coms. Mm. And I feel like there's a difference, but what is the difference? Well,
2: I don't, I don't know. I just think that's a, a terminology change that, like, everybody, all the, so back in the day, you know, in the 90s when, um, Bridget Jones and those kind of, that kind of genre began, um, it was um, you know, it was all kind of called lit, which then people have tried to move a, away from, um, mm-hmm. I think, and it, but it is, yeah, it, it's not um, I think it is it's rom-coms, yeah, absolutely I, I, I think that we the sort of terminology I think a rom-com is a better term really and more clear about what kind of thing you're going to get. Um, okay. But in, in terms of, it, it is more, um, you know, there's more of the heroine's world um, than, than mm-hmm. certainly the kind of Harlequin series romance where you'll get much, it's much more couple-focused um, rather than so much of the heroine's world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, can you share with us, like, what was your journey into working in publishing like? Like, what what veered your path that direction?
2: Yeah. So, I was thinking about this. It's so it's so weird because I hadn't planned. I didn't plan on it at all. I had um, uh, back at school. I had been. Um, I'd sort of started a, a school magazine, and. I absolutely loved doing that, finding the talented writers, the artists, the poets, the satirists, uh, to create great content for the magazine. And um, and just loved their satisfaction of having a finished uh, product at the end as well. And, um, and I thought as a result of that, that I might go into journalism. So I did a media and communication degree and... I that that was really good fun. Although I did discover then that I have no voice for radio or probably podcasts. But um, it was, <laughs> um, but it, it and and also did quite a lot of work experience as well. So in newspapers and magazines and things like that. And actually, I had quite a few bad experiences in that that really um, kind of you know put me off a bit going into into journalism which is what I thought at that point that I was going to do because you know it's just um you know integrity is everything to me and there were certain things that made me uncomfortable about some of the things I could see that I would have to do in order to get a good story or a you know find that angle you know pushing people beyond their comfort levels and and things like that that you know i I didn't really like at all so when i saw the job opportunity for a for an editorial assistant at mills and boone i went for it and i got it and to be honest it's only you know much later that i realized how very lucky and very privileged i was to get that opportunity um at the time (laughs) all you think about is how will i survive on that salary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because you know publishing is not it's not well paid at the beginning um, um particularly yep. back then um but that job was actually working for, on the North American series for the UK so it you know temptation special edition desire intrigue intimate moments um for the UK to um sort of business so uh, that and that was a really great train, training and introduction to to romance series publishing and and the kind of whole world that I had kn- knew nothing about of cowboys and um, yeah hero, heroes that I did not know um, and then um, it was actually when I moved over to the acquisition team which was sort of slightly separate to it so um, you know the the medical romance, uh, modern, um, historical acquisition side. And that's when I really got what all the fuss was about. Um, everything about it really clicked for me. That The business, and, and particularly the series business, is all about building really long-term relationships, uh, both with authors and colleagues, and um, about finding and developing talent over, over, over a long time and years and now decades uh so and that's been something that I've really enjoyed and found really really rewarding and fun um and you know I've got authors that I've been working with for over 20 years so so yeah it's um okay. it's gone like a flash but the business has changed so much in that time I mean it's just been like almost constant um and massive change and so that's kept it Mm-hmm. you know exciting as well you know d- digital revolution and yeah. and uh you know a, a lot of change to um you know mills and boone being being bought out by harper collins being the most recent one probably um well then then the pandemic and and all of that but yeah so it's it's <laughs> fairly constant So wow.
1: Did the pandemic have any like big change? I mean, we never really noticed any hiccups in books. so Thank you for that. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the inside, were there? Any, I think like, there big was some. That-
2: uh, to be fair, in in for all of us, you know, life was able to pick up pretty pretty quickly in terms of um, you know once we'd sort of got the tech of of work, being able to work from home. We've been able to do that very, very effectively and work really closely as a team, as we always have done. Um, so that's that's gone very well. I think the biggest stress and um, challenge to the business has been on the production and um, distribute, sales and distribution side. So from the sales side, you know, in, in many markets, many of the our key retailers were shut and so th- there's been a massive switch to ebook and and our uh, subscription channels but also um, you know and just not being able to get books and, and having to change the way things are are distributed to retailers because of the delays you know like the the books were sh- um, the, the stores were shut, but the, there were loads of books that hadn't been sold in the UK, for example. So then they had to kind of stagger them over the remaining few months when, when things did open up again. So there's a lot of logistics that had to be fixed on that end. Mm-hmm. And then from the production side, yeah. I know yeah. there, were, there were printers that had to shut and there was a you know scrabbling to find printers that could print uh, other printers that could print because our normal printers were shut and things like that. so um, that they're, they're like huge um, issues on on those sides that you know were a lot of uh, pivoting and and things like that so um, but I mean I, I would say that for us, apart from you know the big change of working from home exclusively we've we've been able to in our editorial department keep fairly um going fairly well
1: okay so there's a lot of information actually out there like i am not an aspiring writer i love to read but i don't know how they do it so i'm just going to leave that to the pros (laughs) but i love the write for harlequin website and it has on there what the historical team is looking Mm -hmm. for Um, an example of what the team isn't looking to publish is westerns Mm (laughs) so what drives the push to focus on other time periods locations characters like you know that that is like the one kind of definite that's on the site that's like hey we're not doing this you know right now or in the near future we're not doing this what drives that decision? okay so uh good
2: really good question and um i think the the main the market drives those decisions so at the moment historicals you know historicals go in and out of fashion that's a that's been a cyclical thing that's happened throughout time i'm told and at the moment we've been you know the last few years we've been in a bit of a downturn of, of historicals and, and as a result of that they, they're not in retail in North America. So the main market for historicals is the overseas channel. Um, so we have a huge Harlequin um, channel across this, um, you know, about 30 markets, but probably about six or seven big overseas markets and they um so those are the the main markets for 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 historicals and the westerns were popular in north america so with that switch to, to for overseas which includes australia and the uk uh being the main um Market for the series, the, the, the there's no appetite really for westerns, so we we ceased publication of those um, at the end of thousand and eighteen. So what we what we we still got acquiring the same number at six, and uh, we we replaced those with a kind of mix of uh, we we publish a lot of Regencies Victorians and. Uh, Georgians, which are most popular in, in the UK, Australia, and Italy. And then there's a huge popularity of medievals, medieval Highlanders, and Viking stories in Germany, Italy, and France. So there's a real mix of mix of tastes across the world, and that's that that's sort of the most complicated thing about the historical series: is that fragmentation of what people around the world want and the different things that they want um and so our job is just to kind of try and get a best fit of those different time periods but we also are always open to a wide variety of historical time periods from ancients to Tudor restoration English Civil War 1920s uh, 1930s and uh, this this year we're going into the 1950s so um you know we that that there is there's definitely um room for for different time periods as well we also um are really committed to increasing the diversity of voices that we publish in the series and so we're proactively looking for historical romances from those voices that have been traditionally underrepresented in in historical romance publishing um, we still have a long way to go on that. Um, we're, we're, you know, we're looking for Regencies and Victorians from those those voices with with main characters of of colour. So that that would be amazing. Um, but we're also looking forward to publishing um, a blues singer to Reti- to redeem him, um, which is a 1920s story set in the time of prohibition. Against um, mob violence and the rise of the KKK, um, which is by Black author um, L Jackson, which is coming out in September this year. Um, and she was she was one of the finalists in our Romance Includes You mentorship uh, in 2019. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting. That's a really exciting project that we have coming up. But we also have a couple more of authors authors that we're working with and hoping to get into the sh- schedule soon. But it isn't you know it is a it's a long term um, project. So um, so yeah so lots of lots of exciting things that we're hoping to have. Exciting.
1: We were just chatting Sarah like oh we should have like a prohibition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like there's just so much It's it's so eye-opening because now it hits me, I mean, North American here, like, we just, sometimes I feel like we just think that we're, like, the center of the world. But, like, you have to, you, like, just hearing you explain, like, the different places in the world and what they enjoy, you have to keep all of that in mind. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, this, Italy really enjoys this. Australia really enjoys this. But then it's also just kind of like, but hey, guys, like, we can't just publish all yeah. Regency or yeah. all Georgian, you know. History is, there's so much to oh, it, gosh, you yeah. know, and that's really Yeah, that's
2: you're, you're so right. I mean, you know, the Regency period is nine years. I mean, if the true Regency yeah. period. It's not even so, that long. <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> it's like,
2: you know, you can, if you can think we have like three or four Regency titles a, a month, it's 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 ridiculously over uh represented compared to the rest of the the whole history of time so um it really is it's important that we keep that variety i think and and um and you know try and stretch also the the meaning of 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 still delivering on that fantasy but beyond those nine years you know so that's why we go into victorian Mm. and georgian and and as well um so and also really looking to try and um deliver the, the different types of stories so each of our authors bring something different to the party you know even, so for example regency authors that delve into the underworld of um you know the the more seedier side of of london and and that kind of thing to those that have really quirky elements or the comedic elements or high sensuality, or, you know, really a real mix of of voices that all offer something unique and different. Um, So, you know, you're still getting a really varied reading experience.
1: Has it felt as though eras set, like, like era sell like if somebody comes with a regency and it's a good story and you put it out do you have you felt like nobody's going to care what the book is even necessarily about they're going to see it's a regency and they're going to buy it has that been a thing that you have kind of felt on the end like in publishing
2: yeah I mean I think that you know it's really clear that regency is a really popular time period and Mm -hmm. we to a certain extent that is true you know you that they they are perennially popular but I think they still it's not it's not like that's all there is to ensure success everything has to come together and 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 work together so that the you know the package the title the art work together Mm -hmm. and and deliver you know uh, something that sounds appealing and and different and interesting to the reader I think and um sometimes it can um you know it's we try and communicate what's different and and unique about that and why why the reader should read it so Mm -hmm. yeah it's um I think with so many regencies out there, it is actually, yeah, it is about what finding what's different and what what, what you know that reason for the reader to come to that particular book and read it. And um, so, yeah, it's not always.
0: No, I've been reading them so again. I've been reading uh, the Harlequin historicals forever. It feels like, and my favorites when I come across one that is outside of the norm, it just makes me so excited. One of my favorite books I ever read, it's in my top 10, uh, was by Laurie Robinson, Diary of a War Bride. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. (laughs) I tell everyone you need to read this book. It's like reading your grandparents' story, you know, that they met Mm. in the war. And it just, it made me giddy and happy. And, you know, like, we're so oversaturated with the regencies, especially now that's, like, Brie knows, being on Instagram and stuff every other book we see is a Regency and I think that's because of Bridgerton. I want to say that mm-hmm. it's having a bit more of an extra re- resurgence right now because of Bridgerton. So mm-hmm. everybody's suddenly going, wait, there's books like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's but it. So it. Sorry. No, I'm just saying I'm so excited about all these other things you're going to be writing about, like all these other uh, time periods. It just, it makes me really happy.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's I Certainly, like to have a variety in the series, and um, and you're right that it, it is a bit of a it's trying to keep all those different markets happy, which is yeah. virtually impossible to keep them all happy all the time.
0: <laughs> uh, to be honest, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so that yeah, it's it's because they all want different things, but I think um, we can keep keep the variety and keep that um keep things yeah keep different Mm -hmm. things coming through and trying different things as well and you know Bridgerton has been great at bringing putting the spotlight on on the content that we have and sure um that's that's been good although we haven't seen like this massive increase in sales or you know just uh, you know that might come because I think at the moment people are still reading the Julia Quinn novels, so yeah. we're hoping that once they finish them, then they might come to the Quinn historicals.
0: Um, if you like this, try yeah, so <laughs> this. We have, yeah, no, we, have said that. we
1: have something yeah. for you. Okay. <laughs> So again, on the the right for Harlequin side, I, like Sarah and I were like talking about it yesterday. I'm like, they're basically giving people a nudge, like, "Hey, we're telling you exactly what to do." It says, "Start thinking: Are there events that took place that we don't traditionally read about?" The website really encourages its viewers to consider all of the historical possibilities. What are you like? What specifics are you looking for? What would you like to see?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well that is that is down to those fresh perspectives really I think I mean I I in a way I don't like to be too specific about what we're looking for because often the most amazing fresh things come from people from you know that you just don't expect it's that it's the unexpected um, that can blow your mind about what you you know, You can say, "Oh, it would be great to have this," but actually, when you then see something completely different, you go, "This is this is amazing," and that is the that's the fantastic thing about the authors that we have from all over the world. That you know they they all have you know often have studied something about history, or you know have they have such amazing knowledge and such deep knowledge, and um, that is something that I cannot. I cannot even um begin to to know about you know and and almost you know you kind of want people to that's that's why it's kind of like fairly open question to think well what don't you see and and what should we be seeing you know it's kind of asking the the experts to to send their ideas to us but um but you know there are there are things that uh we we you know as I was saying about the you know, those those underrepresented uh, parts of history. You know, we know, obviously, Regency London. Uh, there were people in London from all over the world, and yet we very rarely see um, romances about them. And, and I'd love to see more of that. Um, but also, um, you know, reflect more of the sort of real-time periods um you know the, the other parts of society whether you know the the more ordinary people um or maybe their and their sort of interaction with the nobility um but also mm-hmm. the um just some sometimes it's just the writing the the way the Um, author can bring something to life or a situation to life that's really impactful and and takes you to another place and and at the moment I think with all the pandemic and though you know people's real lives that's what people want more than anything isn't it is to that escape to something that's really a different world and a different life and and enjoy that you know
1: yeah I think that like historical romance was already b- like big to begin with but then pandemic life happened and it is like the sub-genre that I feel like people are turning to the most because it does provide mm. an escape awesome. uh so that's been interesting I've been seeing a lot oh, really I'm really excited
0: to hear that. yeah yes.
2: I think the um <laughs> yeah. there is I I can totally see that you know myself it's like it's it's a place to go in a you know a place of safety because it's already happened so there isn't that awful yeah, thing yeah. of what might happen um, and um, it's sort of a um, yeah it's it is a real escape and and takes you away from and in romance as well there is that wonderful knowledge of 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 a happy ending that is reassuring um to us all so yeah it's I totally recommend it as a um uh yeah an antidote to coronavirus
1: (laughs) (laughs) one thing you mentioned and I saw it on the website as well is like you are looking up to like the 1950s Mm. what kind of inspired that you know interest in more recent history because I am so excited for that. And I definitely want to see more of that reflection.
2: Mm, it's interesting. It's like, I mean, I, actually, all it was is that we turn into 2020 and we go into another decade. So we're just that bit decade on again. So we were, we've gone up to the 40s. So then we go into the 50s when with 2020. But it's, um, you know, in, in the UK, we've had all sorts of programs which have um, been quite been like call the midnight wife for example which is um you know it's been like 50s and 60s um set and um you know it's in, within kind of our kind of family's living memory even if it's not your own and so it's actually quite
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know the events you've heard about and and things like that so um it's it's in a way it's quite fun to see uh those kind of relived and I actually i um I'm quite I'm quite excited to see the 1950s come and we did we did actually do some brainstorming about what that might m- mean you know in the like the space race and the um you know all sorts yeah. of different things so um yeah i it would be good to do I think um, you know getting that as I say that that balance you know certainly we found the nineteen you know the the 20th century books have are generally harder to sell often um, because you you know you need a lot of markets to be interest to have interested to have that uh, real success that we would need if you see what I mean so it is it's not mm-hmm compared to a regency or a viking it's less got less of a ready immediate market but definitely i think there's room to experiment and often something often what happens in publishing as you know something happens and it's great if you've got some content that that has some synergy with it so um you know either to 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 um promote as backlist if it is backlist by then or to um you know pl- to build up in your front list if something's if something's happened so so yeah it's a it's a um,
0: yeah. you know it's
2: a it's a sort of part of the of the list to kind of explore different different time periods and um and see if something hits on something that's really that really resonates with people and excites people
1: Yeah. Do you think that it's like for the the older, the more distant the history, the more like fantasy element it is? Whereas if it's more recent, it's like, it's too soon. Mm. Do you, <laughs> is that kind of, the, um, to me, I'm sorry. I just, I've read some Regency, right? Like I've read some of I'm very new to historical romance. I'll say that. And Sarah and I love history to me. I get excited when I'm hearing like more recent history than like, you know, I'm just like, that's so Mm. long ago, you know? And I just, I want, I want to be able to imagine myself in like the farther back as a woman of color. I'm like, well, um, I, don't want to imagine what I would have been doing at that time. But like <laughs> the more recent stuff, I'm like, okay, I can kind of get a, a yeah. clear picture of like where I, I might I know. I, I certainly time. found, I so definitely
2: bad. found it quite an interesting place with that L Jackson title because um, the, the hero, you know, he's a, is a, um, he's the son of a mobster. So he has a the the sort of moral code is a little bit dubious really to be honest, you know, compared to and it's relatively recent. So there's and there's violence needed to exist, to be honest, you know, to survive. He, he's in a very violent time of in US history. And mm-hmm. so at the kind of you know, you can say, oh yeah, in Viking Viking times, they they that was their daily life and we go with that as a reader because it was so long ago yeah that was that was then and you know it's yeah. kind of but in you know it was actually you know it's a little bit challenging to kind of you know work through how mm-hmm. to make this hero heroic within this extremely violent world and um yeah. so um and he you know the the author um al jackson did an amazing job so it's you know it's a just a you know it's just that comfort level with a you know that living in in a, a, a time when the stakes are so high and the um you know it's it it is really nuanced you know you can't you the if everything is skewed the police are corrupt and the um you know what there is no your and you know the yeah there is no right the the right and wrong is different to now and you know so it's more complicated
1: and I think with stories like that, the way that it sounds, mm-hmm. it reflects how history has not always been easy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I think most of it has been hard, but people still found mm. love yes amongst all the complications. Yes. And I, I want to see more of that. I mean, those, those stories aren't necessarily easy to read, but to me, they're more rewarding when you actually finish it. It's like, wow this really sucks mm. for these characters but like they still found love yes. and they you know I I love, yeah. I love it No,
0: it, <laughs> it's, it's so it. true
2: it is ultimately that's that's the thing isn't it it is about that relationship and um and making it work in in spite of everything that's ha- the the world around them that um you know it's it's not an ideal world and um
1: yeah. So once we hit twenty thirty, <laughs> we'll be talking like the sixties. Because I'm very excited for the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> I want Vietnam era romances. Oh. Okay, that's like my favorite war to study. I just I want really, Vietnam era. Yeah, romances. I mean,
2: it, you know, it will. It will. um It's just, I, and you know, it, to be honest. I, well I, I don't actually know who would if anybody would say you know what is the rules of what is historical or not you know that is down to yeah. individual definitions and so it's quite subjective mm-hmm. but yeah. you know we just well we're into a new decade we can go another we can turn the corner sure. into another decade in historicals as well so um so yeah maybe not maybe in the um in the 2030 we'll get some <laughs> into the 60s yeah, and, and so on but, you <laughs> know if somebody came if somebody saying. wrote one and sent it and submitted it and it was amazing I'd want to publish it so you know it's uh, it's not it's not like the most you know hard and fast rule
1: so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you've been working on like editorial-wise, that is coming out that you can share with us that we can be. Exciting. Well,
2: we have yes. some. We have a really exciting medieval Highlander trilogy uh, coming in early twenty-two. So we're working on that. Mm. Okay. Um, so that's uh, the three three authors um, have collaborated on it. So um, that's that's exciting and also we're just um also working on a regency um kind of fun sexy trilogy coming as well mm-hmm. in kind of mid uh 22 so and that's three mm-hmm. three authors as well so um so that's they're both um both fun projects but we have you know lots of um lots of things bubbling Mm we've had um one of the things one of the in um christmas time we have a kind of um three in one victorian family christmas anthology Mm -hmm. our our christmas anthologies do do you know really popular and then there's
0: those yeah
2: sexy one sexy regency one Mm -hmm. the following month so yeah they're, they they um, they're good. I'm looking forward to them. And um, a lot. One of the things that our authors love to do is uh, write um, their own kind of linked characters and things like that. So we have a lot of different mini series and family dramas and and things like that and so, um, continuing characters. So there's always a whole. A whole load of different continuities and things to follow. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, this is going to make me sound very American, but I am really wanting a Harlem Renaissance romance. <laughs> Anything jazz age. I mean, come well, on! Well, <laughs> just so much.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I rec- definitely recommend that L Jackson because that is that is you know, blue singer. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. just just before jazz. So um, you know, it's not mm-hmm. quite into jazz yet, but um, and speakeasies and all about the music and um, and that world. So that I definitely recommend that,
1: Sarah. We're gonna have to read it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's already. Written. <laughs> I may have pre-ordered it while we were talking. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, last was it last year? She messaged me and she's like. I'm reading an Asar- um, a Harlequin historical set in Salem. And i <laughs> Salem- <like>, what? <laughs> I was obsessed with Salem as a kid. I was like, Harlem historical is killing it. I'm like, like "There's all of the no time that
0: you could possibly would be like unsexy, if you will, the Salem witch. Tri- yeah. but Laurie Robinson did a great job. I enjoyed it. <laughs> mm, <I'm laughs> she d- took a chance. That's the way I look at it. She took a chance. And it, and yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Mm, yeah. Great. No, I, th-
2: I mean, it's it. What is amazing is how our authors are just able to, you know, take something and turn it into, mm-hmm. you know, that that kind of take that, just that knowledge and make it come to life. I suppose, isn't it? It's that you know you can. Um, it's such an accessible way to experience history and and um, yeah, and enjoy visiting different time periods and some yeah. some really diff- different and difficult and um, yeah.
0: Um, and love
1: really transcends time. It so really does. I mean- yeah. Yeah. Love transcends, yeah, so
0: absolutely.
1: I cannot wait. I'm so excited! So, we're reading the Elizabeth Rose oh,
0: yeah. next month. Yes, I'm
1: very excited for that. Yeah, one. yeah. I wish we could get those in the store. Oh,
0: I, I
2: know, I do too. I really <laughs> do.
1: Come on, North America, <laughs> step up your game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, whose door do I need to yeah. knock on yeah, right? so that I can pick those?
0: At <laughs> I would just love to be able to shop for books in my Walmart at this point. <laughs> mm, oh, I know. The
1: pandemic is just
0: oh Yeah. It's true. Well
1: thank you so much mm-hmm. for talking with us yes, today. Yes. It has been so <laughs> eye opening and we're so excited because now we know that there's like really good stuff, stuff coming, continuing Yay. to come out. I know, I'm so excited. So, is there anywhere that you're comfortable with people following you online that we can leave in the show notes so people can keep up with you? Um,
2: well, I'm on Twitter, um, which is I think it's at brian Green, HQn um, mm-hmm. and but I'm not a I'm, at, I'm I'm not the greatest on Twitter, I have to say. I, I think <laughs> I did. I didn't grow up with it. I don't. I'm not. It's a slightly unnatural um, yep. habit for me. But I do. I'm. I, I'm. I am there. So I do. Um, I do look. Um, so, um, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a massive tweeter. I'm more of a retweeter.
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trust us,
2: that's a trend yeah. around here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and Facebook, I'm definitely—I have a work Facebook as well, and um, and also right for Harlequin, we have a lot of information regularly coming yes. from from um, the team across across all the series. Um, so there's lots of information there, and any new, any new uh initiative like whether it's one of our pitches or um blitzes or uh anything is is posted there so it is a good place to get information about it's
1: yeah. incredible I will make sure that it's in the the show notes. It is incredible. Again, I'm not an aspiring writer, maybe one day. I'm proud I'm I'm proud with reading, but I'm obsessed with writeforharlequin.com. I love the videos that you all are doing. I just think if you're an aspiring author, y'all are literally like giving them yeah, everything that they need to know. It's incredible.
2: There. And and they, you know, there's there's more, there's loads more in the pipeline. So it is just a, a massive resource, um, and and all the information that we have, you know, is that you know we'll put it there. So um, it's it's the place yeah. to go. Um, so yeah, and also you know obviously the website I, I feel as well.
1: Yep, I feel like you don't see that necessarily with other. Like I feel like romance takes care of its readers and it takes care of its authors. I don't really feel like anywhere else you're going to see YouTube videos and videos on the website, you know, getting pieces of advice from the authors and the editorial team. Like there's so much there's out, so there. much so out there, and that's partly you because that. you know
2: we this in with series romance. Well, with Harlequin, you know, you don't have to have an agent to submit, and so it is open to. to Everyone to have a go and and to write, and therefore you know that that's that's you know that's putting that information directly to to authors, and um, so and the more the more information there is there, the more likely that people are going to be able to um, target their submission and 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 get and make sales. So um, yeah, it is um it's there for a reason because we're looking for authors <laughs> well
1: all of that information <laughs> yes all of that information will be in the show notes along with Brianne's twitter again thank you so much for chatting with us today it's been so amazing to get to know you and chat history and romance and we cannot wait for what's to come